It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right. Good afternoon, Tampa Bay. Welcome to a Wednesday, a semi, two thirds. Football Wednesday. Uh, we forgot when we did the promos yesterday that uh, Derek Brooks is in New York, so he will not be joining us as usual. So it'll be Chris Landry and then the, the flag waivers at 5 o'clock. But we always welcome in Chris Landry on uh, Wednesday at this time. Good afternoon, Chris. How are you, man? I'm doing good, Steve. How are you? Well, we're doing good. The Bucks won on Sunday. It, yes, the, they did. It got sunny. Uh, <laughs> It's been sunny here, but it was a sunnier Monday. As, as almost the Mike Evans thing, we don't have to talk about. But uh, the Bucks winning uh, decisively was a mm-hmm. good thing. Played well, no question about it. We talked about it last week. Yep. Need to get a win like that. The Bears have been well, mostly consistent. Consistently bad. It's about as bad a game as Jay Cutler's played. Uh, in a long time, if not ever. It was a complete uh, 180 from yeah. the, the week before. Yeah, and they've been, you know, it, it, at times, very few times, they have looked pretty decent on tape, but for the most part, they've been a a disaster, quite mm-hmm. frankly, football disaster. So it's it's a game that I think the Bucks, you know, you got to win, I think, for morale, for where you, you know, you're headed to positive aspects of building towards something. Um Listen, you know, it's it's tough to win in this league. You don't apologize for who you play, who you beat. You just go out and do it. And uh, I, I think a loss there would have would have been really damaging to, yeah, to what they're dagger. trying to do here for this season. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it, it may not make uh, Hill of Beans difference in towards of, you know, quote-unquote contention, uh, but it's, it's really important to at least stay within range and at least have a shot because in this league – Man, it flips upside down one week to the next based upon injuries. And if you're just in striking distance as we approach Thanksgiving next week, it's it's a stretch run. I mean, this is what it's all about. It's who's the healthiest and who's playing their best football from Thanksgiving on. Yeah, we I heard I think I heard yesterday on NFL radio that uh, 13 teams are with, are four within four and five. So there were 13 teams within 500 as far as uh, you know. Being not out of the playoff contention—that's a lot. That's almost half the teams this time of year. Yeah, including. I mean, if you think about it, um, you know, the Jets, um, hmm. the Bengals, the Browns, the Jags, the is Chargers, it, is it, uh, the Bears, <laughs> the Panthers, yeah. the Niners. Those are the only teams that really are not in that four-win. Or more category, and, right. you know, Panthers. I think I mentioned Panthers. Yeah, yeah and Panthers just gave a game away. But the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the the entire NFC South lost, except for the Bucks on Sunday and mm-hmm. opening things up. And mm-hmm. we're seeing that with uh, the NFC North too. I mean, nobody w- wants mm. to grab hold of the situation over the, up, up there either. No one can grab hold. <laughs> I mean, the Vikings are trying to hold on, trying to figure out how they're going to manage around their offense around protection problems. Uh, the Packers can't protect. They can't run the football. Receivers can't get open. Uh, 
the lines are not that good, but maybe as good a chance as anybody. That's a by default. Uh, again, who's going to figure it out um, from now on is is really going to be the key. And that division's wide open for for obvious reasons. Uh, the fact that no one's very good. <laughs> well, everyone's asking the question: What's wrong with the Packers? There's a, it seems to be some infighting in there between quarterback and coach and uh, some others. that uh, doesn't seem like a unified team right now. Well, I think there's frustration that takes place when you're not winning, and and particularly when there's expectations and, and, and things basically are underachieving. It's, you know, quarterbacks seeing maybe guys from an emotion standpoint not quite how he likes it and – I think, you know, head coaches will, will certainly jump on that and say, uh, oh, that's not true because obviously reflection on him, reflection on him if it's not. And I think you're getting some of that. I think things are getting a little testy. And I think it's it's a byproduct of the age we're in. You know, when you're not winning, you go to the head coach, they go to the quarterback. And, you know, it becomes a little bit of a situation of, this is more than it's ever been, Steve, more a by play within the media to get to get basically people to speak out to defend themselves. It's it's a lot like, you know, what happened in uh, just just say here in, in, in a, it's a similar situation, but a different team. Look, at what happened with the Rams and Jared Goff. And yeah. they've been trying to get him ready and all that. And when he's ready, we'll play. And then the media start going to Jared Goff. Well, why aren't you ready? What's wrong with you? You know, you know, and then it's kind of yeah. like, well, I'm ready. I'm ready. You know, and it's become like, you know, it, it's more and more difficult today to manage situations. What's wrong, Green Bay? What's wrong? You're not, you're bad. I mean, you, you were awful last week. You can't do anything right. Why is that? Well, you know, I mean, is it emotion? Well, you know, the emotion can be better. Aaron Rodgers says the emotion's not any good. It's not, you know, and, and, and all of a sudden that becomes like a story. I mean, the reality is it's always rooted in the film, and they are not playing well at the line of scrimmage. They can't run the football, and if you can't do that, you're not going to have any success if you lose the line of scrimmage as consistently as they're doing. I mean, um, and, and so to me, it's not just emotion or attitude. I, I mean, I think that with it's a chicken-egg thing. With poor performance becomes frustration and maybe some attitudinal issues. But it really is rooted in getting into the fundamentals of we're, we're going to have to correct these things, and they either they will or they won't. And, and obviously there's a lot of frustration and a lot of uh, expectations there that's making it um, it's, it's a rough go. Sure is, but that's their problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everybody's got their problems. Nobody's worried about it. In fact, most people in this league kind of glad you got them when it's somebody else. <laughs> I, I agree, and some of the teams that were picked to do well are just absolutely falling on their face. The Steelers come to mind. Uh, what's uh, what's their problem? I thought they played very well last week. Yeah, I thought they, they did a really Dallas, good job. Yeah. I think Big Ben is getting healthier. They're going to you know, make a little run here. I still think they might be the favorite in their division. Lost to Baltimore the week before. Big Ben wasn't healthy. Who can step up opposite Antonio Brown? Um is going to be pivotal um, defensively. I thought they did some good things. They they had a great chance um, to to beat Dallas, but boy, defensively they were completely a mess trying to defend the run of the Cowboys. So I think some defensive issues looked like it got a little better, took a major step back. Um, again, 
can't get real excited about uh, any team in the AFC North right now, just like the NFC North. Uh, is Eli Rogers the answer to the other side of Brown that we're in the slot with uh, with the Steelers? Um, you know, I mean, I think that he has some ability. I, to me, I think it's just about consistency of route running and, and being able to continue to finish your routes. Because, you know, Big Ben is such a great play extender that you're going to get some opportunities. And I think it's just – whether it's Jesse James at tight end, they've got to get more consistency there. And uh, I don't think it's going to come from one guy. I think it's going to become from a collective effort of uh, of guys on that roster. To think about that, that they came within, well, four two-point conversions, but oh, Jesse, J- Jesse James had the ball caught and somebody flashed in front of him. In that, yes. that, see that? I mean, yes. everybody trying to make a play ends up costing them a play. Well, in, in – to defend him, he doesn't know that Jesse's behind there and right. that it's not to him, so he's trying to make a play, and it's unfortunate. A lot of criticism why you go for two that many times. If you chase points, you normally comes back to get you, but they were that close. They were that close to beating the Cowboys, and it shows what they can do, which is why I still think, again, monitoring these teams from here on out um, – Let's see who can get hot and see who can finish strong. We've seen nine and seven, ten and six teams really click in the playoffs, and it could happen. And Pittsburgh is one of those teams that at least has, to me, I look at them and see potentially a chance of that happening. Although I can take a bunch of film to disprove, you know, a lot of that. Uh, we'll see how it plays out going forward. This is the time of year when teams do step up and get hot and this is your playoff run right thanksgiving right it is it is and you know the other thing is you know people will look at it and and there are a couple things certainly it's an attrition factor staying healthy and, and 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 being able to manage that part of it but it's also a byproduct of how you develop your team the well coached teams get better and better as the year goes along have deeper rosters. They do a good job of putting guys into situations. You see, when you have injuries, it affects your offense or defense, but it affects your special teams more than any because your core special teams guys become the guys that are the starters on offense or defense. And what you're dealing with on special teams when you have all these injuries are guys that are really raw and really don't know what they're doing, and then you give up a lot of big plays there. And and I think teams that can get better – and or coached up, uh, they look a little different towards the end of the year. For example, will Seattle start to play better on the offensive line uh, as well coached as they are on the offensive line with Tom Gable? They're a cast of misfits, quite frankly. They're getting a little bit better and a little bit better. How much better can they get? Um, that's a team that in the NFC you got to look out for because Michael Bennett hadn't been healthy. But when he comes back, they've got a really good pass rush, and they've got the ability defensively to play as good as anybody in the NFC with a little more offense, who knows. So things like that that I look forward to. Can the Giants continue to play the type of defense that they did last night? And consistency is all about uh, what it's all about here. But as you mentioned, a lot of teams still in it, including the entire NFC East. Every team is above 500 in that division. That's become a very competitive division with the – Maybe a surprise being the Eagles, but the Redskins, Giants, and certainly the Cowboys are good football teams that, to me, are all three are playoff caliber.
All right. Welcome back. 19 minutes past 3 o'clock here on Sports Radio 620 WDAE 95.3 FM. That extension, that extended play by Jameis was maybe the highlight of the year so far, wasn't it? Did you see that? I did. So. It was uh, certainly on tape. Uh, very impressive play. Uh, certainly one of the better ones in the league uh, this year. You're correct. It uh, shows the you know, ability to be able to make plays. He's got that. And um, certainly if he can develop you know, greater consistency and decision-making and ball placement, boy, he's got some ability, rare ability to make some big-time plays. He's it's a lot like uh, Matthew Stafford in that regard. They can make some throws and put the ball in spots that really uh, you shouldn't be able to do, but they pull it off. Marcus is having a, quite a year. He's turned the first four games around to four touchdowns, no interceptions. I think he's one of the rare ones to ever do that, to throw four interceptions or four four touchdowns without an interception in the game. He's He's been lighting it up lately, and is it because of the run game that's supporting him? Well, it's part of it. There's no doubt that the play up front has been pretty good, and but he is playing big-time football. He is making some really good throws. He protects the football, plays a little different game, but really good decision-maker. Um, you know, he's got to protect the ball better in traffic. He, he has a tendency to fumble the ball in the pocket, um, but he makes good decisions, and he's throwing the football very accurately. They've done a good job offensively utilizing his skill sets, but he's been really good. He's The thing that impresses me is that he doesn't make uh, the same mistakes over and over. He he really learns from it. He's a very bright guy, and he's really done a great job from a leadership standpoint. Um, it's definitely an improving team, no doubt about it. Um, why do you think he went to golf uh, in, in L.A.? I mean – they're they're in they're not out of the playoff contention, and I was under the impression that the Rams would uh, would keep Keenum in there until you sent the signal that uh, the season is is over. But the way Keenan's production is there, you, you almost have to do something, don't you? Well, they can't get the ball in the end zone. Now, why is that? When you break down tape, you see part of it's the quarterback play, but you know. You know, again, most most people don't study tape, so they just look and say, "Boy, Keenum's been awful." They've dropped a number of balls, including when they're coming back a couple of weeks ago and trying to win the game. There's a touchdown pass that's perfect, and it's dropped by the tight end. And um, I, you know, I think it's a combination of things. I think they've had time to work with Jared. I think they feel he's comfortable enough, um, and they can't get the ball in the end zone. That's the job of the quarterback. Everybody says, which quarterback you know, is going to win? No, your job is to get your team in the end zone. They get your team in the end zone. That's what you can do uh, to help your team win. And and if you're doing that, you've done all you can do. And they're not getting it in the end zone. So I think they feel like they've got to do a little bit more offensively. And I don't know that he's going to be the answer immediately, but they feel comfortable. Why is it this week versus last week? Uh, I think it's a combination. It's one of those little – teeter things i mean it's just a, a, a seesaw things it's one of those you know case hadn't quite done enough jared's just gotten a little bit better and progressive in practice and this is where it kind of meets and where they said it's it's time uh, certainly there's pressure i think they're they're hearing a lot of pressure about we got two rookie quarterbacks that are having outstanding years and you can't get yours on the field and but i think there's a different circumstance here he's coming from an offense that's very difficult uh, to make a transition to uh, from where he came, 
and uh, not a lot of starts under his belt in college. So I think that's a that makes the learning curve a little steeper. Uh, but I'm very curious to see what he can do. He'll get his feet wet, and we'll see where it goes. You're right, they're not out of it. Uh, but they gotta they got to get the ball in the end zone better, and that's going to be a, have to be a collaborative effort. They didn't won two games this year without scoring a touchdown. Without scoring a touchdown. <laughs> and it's just, you know, so, you know, just protect the football, uh, run the football, play good defense, and, and get the kids some confidence. Um, you know, some people criticize, well, why are you starting them at home? And they may get criticized. You know, I don't know. I think they're, they're so ready to see him that I think he'll certainly. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Get get a lot of fan support early, but you know he's got to handle those situations. He's he's going to have to get tough skin as a young quarterback and go through the go through the fires to come out to uh, come out to uh, molted steel and, and ready to go. So we'll see how he does it. All right. Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com is uh, the website. We'll give you some new codes this week uh, to get your uh, – well, why don't you just go ahead and do those now, uh, Chris? Hey, we got a special. You know, I, I can't believe it. I It crept up on me. Thanksgiving's a week from tomorrow. Am I right on that? Yes. Am I, am I, am I yes. like – okay. Everybody else knows that I – I thought about it. Obviously, I figured that out this week. So I said, you know – Thanksgiving is what? It's the start of the Christmas shopping season. I said, what what better gift for people to give for themselves, their football fan, or for a loved one, than a subscription to LandryFootball.com? So what could we do, I asked myself, that could make it uh, appealing for them and this budget conscious that we're in? We've got a, a deal, a full calendar year. If you subscribe between now and December 31st, $39.99 for a year. It's 60% off. Using the code 40, uh, $40, the number 40 or spell out 40, either one, and that'll get your discount. So uh, check it out, and uh, we've got, uh, obviously, all the breakdowns, all the information we've got uh, in the notebooks and everything, uh, a lot of the archived information. Of course, got some news in there about, uh, and we'll probably talk about it before we get done this week, but LSU's coaching situation coming in the fine circle and involves uh, some members of your listening audience. So we'll get to that. But got a lot of information on a lot of that uh, going in, a, in ways for you to contact us for questions on the Daily Show. So LandryFootball.com, check it out. We know you'll love it. Getting into the Jimbo Fisher uh, thing, it's recycled or resurfaced again, Chris, and we know that this is coming. The thing that got me was Oliva uh, said that he wanted to be it be, to be done by the end of the month. Uh, or the first week in December, that doesn't give 
anyone like Jimbo any time to make up make up his mind. He's got to finish the season, doesn't he? Yeah, but these things happen quickly. Um, and I got the full details on LandryFootball.com. Yeah. But to sum it up, very simply, this will be decided, you know, I would imagine, uh, let's say you're off next week. The next time we visit, uh, I, I would expect it to be done or not done. Uh, the, the season ends on the 26th for, right. you know, and they got a bowl game. But, I mean, for LSU, uh, this has been in discussion. This is this has been LSU's guy all along. This is who they wanted last year. It didn't work out. LSU didn't have a backup plan, and we all know what happened there. Um they certainly have had conversations with Jimmy Sexton, uh, Jimbo's agent, and that is, you know, to tell you exactly where the negotiations are, I have a feel for it, but don't know exact. This is how this works. They'll discuss it. Jimmy will work out the details and kind of this is what it's going to be. And then after that, Jimmy, just like he does with his other clients, sit down with Jimbo. Hey, we need to talk. And then he'll make the offer after the, the game's over, and, and Jimbo will be able to decide within 24, 48 hours. You know, it's a little bit of a fine line, and certainly he's not going to allow it to be a distraction on him doing his job here. But the reality is you know, there he's aware of what's going on. He's aware that there's interest, and he's just got a decision to make. Um, that's who they've wanted, who they continue to want. Um, if Jimbo backs away from it again, which he very well may, then then they turn to Ed Orgeron at that point. Assuming Ed finishes like you know finishes well, if doesn't go well against the Gators this week or A&M, then LSU's in a situation where if Jimbo backs away and and the the, the fire cools on Ed, then they've got to go into a different uh, different area. But right now. At least that's where LSU's mindset is, and uh, it'll it'll be Jimbo's decision on uh, what he wants to do there. But it comes quickly to answer it. It's not like it takes a week or anything. All these decisions are made. You know, all these decisions are made ahead of time, and all the details are done by the representatives, and then he just has to decide. I mean, it's not like he's going to get hit with this blindsided the day after the bowl game. I mean, certainly he's aware that he's not right. going to admit to it. I, I know nothing about it. I'm he's focusing here. Yeah, of course he's going to hound it. Yeah. And I know nothing about that. I haven't talked to anybody. That's not true, yada, yada, yada. We all know that's the way things are done and has to be done in today's world. Uh, but the reality is, you know, he, I don't know that he's going to spend a lot of time. It's not like he's got a lot of time to sit on the porch and worry about stuff like that. He's got to do his job. And um, if they flounder, it, it reflects bad on him. But you know he's he'll have again he'll have a decision to make and and um, we'll see where it where it takes it. It may be no different than last year, but uh, th- there's no question that's where it is from LSU's standpoint. So if Ed Orgeron gets the job, then everyone is going to know and should know that that, that Jimbo um, you know backed away from it, not turned it down because no one ever offers a job or turns down a job. It's just you back away from it because you know. I'm sure LSU, if they hire Ed Orgeron, they're going to say he's the only person that we considered hiring. And, you know, that that always happens. But that's where it is. Uh, it's those two. They've done their due diligence on a number of other candidates in the event that Jimbo backs away from it and Ed fumbles down the stretch. they got to have that option. But that is one they are hoping they don't have to go down because right now, Ed's a very popular choice in-house. Um, 
are in the market, but uh, I think that there's no question that that's is where Joe Oliva wants to go uh, with this yeah, next move. If you're the Florida State AD, are you getting a list together if you're smart? Oh, you, you always have to be prepared. Yeah. I mean, Steve, you, you never know what's going to happen. You don't ever know what tomorrow's going to bring, good or bad, tragedy, anything. You got to be prepared to go, and obviously, in a in a in the current season, you just promote someone. You have to have that situation prepared. If somebody gets sick, you know you got to know who you'd promote within the staff to finish the season, and you better have uh, your your guys in mind that you'd want to go and, and hire. That's for anybody, any level, uh, anytime, any place, anywhere. So. Um, is it maybe a little bit more fine-tuning? Is he, Does he spend a little more time thinking about that as a possibility uh, now than maybe in others? You bet, you know. But uh, that's something you always – that's what a good administrator is paid to do. Well, let's I, – personally, I hope that that doesn't happen. But uh, if it does, it does. And they'll have to find somebody else. But have you ever seen a weekend where the top uh, – three of the top four lose – on the same weekend as we uh, saw? You know what? It happened. It's been a while that I remember. It happened in 1985. Uh, Oklahoma lost. Miami lost. And get this. Michigan got beat on a last-second field goal by Iowa oh. in Iowa City <laughs> by Rob Halton, the field goal kicker, and the quarterback at Michigan was? Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. Oh, wow. And so <laughs> this year it was obviously a little different with Clemson going down, Washington going down, and then Michigan going down in a almost, um, you know, in the, at Hayden Fry team that went to the uh, Rose Bowl, beat them that year. But uh, different situation for Iowa, but but good enough to win this game. So, uh, yeah, it, it meant for a very uneventful um, ranking of last night because when a lot of people lose, then everybody just kind of shuffles down a little expected Ohio State to be two. I actually had Michigan third myself, um, and it makes sense to have Clemson there. A lot, Not a lot. We've got two weeks left and then a conference championship game, so three weeks left. But that represents a lot of football that's going to determine things. I think what's most interesting in that upset loss, Michigan by Iowa, is it puts Penn State yes. – with a week's and listen, People Michigan State, Michigan State could play a game of the year for them, but Rutgers is awful, and Michigan State are the only two teams that Penn State needs um, to win um, to get into the Big Ten championship game. If Ohio State beats Michigan, which I think is going to happen, Michigan controls their destiny. I, Ohio State could end up with one loss. Penn State could go to the Big Ten championship game, and I still think a one-loss Ohio State team probably gets in, uh, in, in, even if they don't make the Big Ten championship game. But we'll see. A lot left to play. So the Big Ten is most intriguing. Um, That's where I think the drama is. Um, And then, you know, we'll see how it plays out the rest of the way. Washington still, with their loss, if they're able to win out, particularly – If Colorado loses and USC wins the South and Washington gets a chance to avenge the loss to USC, uh, I'm not saying they're going to do it, but um, in the Pac-12 championship game, I think Washington would be back in the mix. So what this has done is opened the door for a few teams, and uh, it's going to be a fun uh, two, three weeks. Yeah, everybody's shocked 
that Penn State suddenly gets into the picture here. But yeah, and I, they, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. That's another one. Let's say Penn State wins the Big Ten title. Let's say Wisconsin wins it. Um, let's not forget them. Everybody thinks you win the Big Ten championship, you automatically in. I, I think they've got a good position, but but let's see how this plays out. Um, boy, it would be interesting. Uh, I think if it does, I think you're going to have two Big Ten teams because I think Ohio yeah. State's getting in, or well, or Michigan. Well, you know Michigan what I mean? Yeah. Is at, Michigan at, at, wins. At they're going to play in the Big Ten championship. Take all game, isn't it? In two weeks. Well, it, not, if if yeah, if Ohio State wins it, though, they don't take all. They they Penn State goes. Unless Penn State loses, Michigan goes to the Big Ten championship game if they win because they win the tiebreaker against Penn State, having beat them. But I think that Ohio State is the intriguing one because they could win out, have Penn State go to the Big Ten championship, and Ohio State is a one-loss team, having lost to Penn State. Uh, we could see both of those teams in, depending Ooh. upon what happens mm-hmm. again with Washington, Clemson, Louisville. Uh, going to be real interesting. Uh, we, we still may have some controversy yet before it's all said and done. Well, wouldn't be the first time, that's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> all right. Let's go to Green Bay Bob, who is up with Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com. Good afternoon, Bob. Hi, Bob. Hey, how you doing, Chris? Hey, Bob. How are you? Very good, very good. You've covered a lot of the uh, information I was interested in Um earlier in the show that that whole Big Ten championship scenario has really gotten interesting, um, especially that I agree with everything you said. I think Penn State is going to win out. I think Ohio State's going to win out. Who knows what's going to happen in the championship game. Wisconsin's probably going to win out to play in it. But anyway, the guy I really wanted to talk about, I heard you guys talking about the Packers earlier, and they are really a mess. There's no doubt about that. But the one positive on the team, in my opinion, right now is a play of Jordy Nelson. He's looking like he's almost all the way back. He last three games, I believe he's had uh, 40 targets. He's had uh, 23 catches for over 300 yards, a touchdown each game. <clears throat> he's, he seems to be getting his swagger back, so to speak. I just wanted you to give me your take on how he's uh, developing after his injury so far this year. I think he is getting better. He's had trouble separating, particularly in the early part of the year, getting better at that. Uh, they really need more guys, though, that can get open and the protection to hold up a little better so that uh, that can all come together. But, um, you know, I didn't expect him with his work ethic to be anything, his toughness to be anything but gradually getting better. So, uh yeah, it's been a bright spot. And listen, I, I don't know what's going to happen in the NFC North. I, I'm not going to stand on the table for any of those teams. I still would would look at the Packers and say, you got Aaron Rodgers. you got to be able to fix enough of this running game. And, and I know it's tough. Uh, that's still, to me, the team to look out for, although – Every week, I become look, yeah. looking more and more like an idiot. But it's just the one team I can't trust Minnesota right now with their offensive line issues. And I just, you know, I can't imagine if Detroit wins this division. Uh, I think it, it may it may cause a lot of hand wringing and air pulling because <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, God bless them. But uh, we'll see how it plays out. But this this has been a a mess, no doubt. That division's been a mess. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob. No question about it. And uh, 
we'll see. We'll just have to wait and see what happens uh, throughout this, you know, the Green Bay Packers, the, the North, the NFC South. Uh, would you consider Carolina out of it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's, listen, the, the division is the only way. There's no wild card possibility. Right. And look, you're only two games out, but you're at a have-to-win-every-game scenario, so they got to win at home on Thursday night against the Saints. And listen, the Falcons still a little vulnerable. Who knows? I mean, listen, it's up to the Falcons. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. Falcons continue to stub their toe. Uh, they could bring everybody back into it, but uh, I don't see Carolina right now is being able to catch up without uh, significant help from the Falcons. And I, I really think that the NFC East and, and the Seahawks are where it's it's going to be in the NFC, and it's the Patriots and somebody in the West, and likely more likely at Oakland with their playmaking ability. Uh, may be the team, and we'll, we'll give a small chance to the Steelers. But this is this is pretty clean. I mean, you pretty much know where we're headed in terms of the favorites. It's not a quote-unquote wide-open situation. There's there's clearly a couple of teams in each conference, two or three, that you can pretty much get a get a good feel for. Watch the AFC West. Watch the NFC East, and then obviously you got to look at the uh, the Patriots and the Seahawks. And like I said, maybe I'm putting a little too much into Big Ben and the Steelers, but maybe as a long shot, uh, that's it. I mean, that's it. everybody else is – yeah, everybody is has four four wins. It's 18 teams with four wins or more, but but th- most of those teams are not real factors. They're not yeah, very it's, good. It's, there's parity, but not that It's much. mediocrity. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it's mediocrity at best. It. Yeah, because yeah. it's the Patriots and pretty Seattle and then – Pretty much everybody else for the, That's right. for That's the right. most part. That's right. You can't, That's can't, can't be Roger Roger happy on that one. But anyway, Chris, always a pleasure. I'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Uh, hey, have a good Thanksgiving. Yeah, and we, we have a lot, boy, we have a lot to recap, fam. Well, you got that right. You bet. All right. Chris. Hey, take care, bud. Right, bye bye. Thank you very much. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.